WWE Universe, the DLU Podcast is now a brand affiliate of WWEShop.com. That's right. Get all of your latest merchandise from your favorite WWE superstars and wear them proud. So whether it's CM Punk, Randy Orton, L.A. Knight, Rhea Ripley, Seth Rollins, the Tribal Chief himself, Roman Reigns, and legends like Bret the Hitman Hart, The Rock, and Stone Cold Steve Austin, and so many more. Did I mention championship belts? That's right. Get all of your favorite championship belts through the years, including that favorite Spinner WWE Championship. But also, if you're an NFL fan, you can get your very own team championship belt. If you're a Cowboys fan, if you're a Cleveland Browns fan, heck, if you're an LA Rams fan, it doesn't matter. The WWE shop will have your belt for you. So once again, go to the link that's in the description and you can go to the DLU podcast, wweshop.com affiliate page where you can get all of your favorite merchandise. Get yours now. This podcast is a Believe Network and Luciete production. Welcome to another edition of the DLU Podcast, brought to you by Believe Network. I'm your host, Derek T. Lewis. This episode is special because this week, actually this Friday, last year, was my relaunch episode of the DLU Podcast when I was doing it independently, and Chrissy Monroe was my very first guest after a nine-year hiatus that I didn't do the show. So much has happened since then. And where we are today. Number one, two and a half weeks after I launch the episode, you know, the relaunch episode for that matter, Believe Network signed me. I, I, I couldn't believe it that it happened that quickly. I gave them the first episode that I did was with Chrissy and they believed in my vision right away. And I want to give a huge thank you to everybody that had a hand in bringing me on board to Believe Network. Obviously, Believe Network has grown. It's doing some tremendous things. And the fact that the DLU podcast is a part of the family, I am extremely grateful for them. And Cam Rogers, thank you so much for believing in the show and believing in my vision. And a huge shout out to Carter as well. Carter um, was really instrumental in getting all of the things that I needed to take this show to the next level. So thank you guys so very, very much. And thank you, Chrissy. I have to give a huge shout out to Chrissy Monroe for taking a chance on me because she, she technically, she couldn't, she did not have to come on the show to be a guest, but she did because she believed in me and I'm appreciative of her, you know, really putting the shine on the show and, Here we are a year later after the relaunch and a lot of guests of all walks of life between pro wrestling, music, film. Huge shout out to J.D. Williams that used to play on The Wire that's still doing tremendous things in Hollywood. Um, Man, every every pro wrestler that I interview, because there is a soft spot for professional wrestling on this show. I cover wrestling, I interview wrestlers, and huge kudos to... Every single wrestler. I mean, heck, I interviewed 
Bad Luck Fale from New Japan Pro Wrestling, who is halfway across the globe. He's in New Zealand, and he gave me the time. So I'm appreciative of everybody, you know, who gave the DLU podcast a chance. And the goal is to get bigger. The goal is for the show to grow, and I look forward to everything that comes my way and the show's way in 2024. My football team. The Patriots obviously did not have a good football season. I'm glad football season is over. You know, after 24 seasons, you know, as you guys heard, Bill Belichick is no longer the head coach of the Patriots. He's currently um, searching for a head coaching position elsewhere. I wish him all the best. You know, it's going to be really weird not seeing the hoodie on the sideline. And he's definitely going to be missed by many of us in Patriots Nation. But as I'm recording this, you know, Gerard Mayo is the brand new head coach of the New England Patriots, and I am very interested to see where this goes. I'm optimistic, and I'm really excited about the future. I think there's going to be a very a brand new energy, you know, in that front office, you know, in the locker room. He's well respected, you know, you know, with with teammates in the past and all in all of the uh, the players now. They really respect him, so you know, I'm wishing him all the best in his new role as the head coach of the Patriots. But about this week's episode, you know, a guy that I've worked with in the in the uh, professional wrestling industry, um, I met him last year, I think about a year and a half ago when I was working with the SWF. And this guy has, has been really killing it. You know, he's been, he's appeared on NXT, um, AEW, Ring of Honor, you know, the list goes on and on. He just recently did a tour of Japan. And when wrestlers go abroad, especially wrestlers that I know, when they go abroad, whether it's, you know, Mexico, uh, Japan, Europe, you know, everywhere, you know, it, it really makes me proud to know that their brands are growing. You know, their name is getting out there a little bit more. And hopefully you'll see, you know, this guy signed somewhere very, very soon. I'm talking about Vinny Pacifico and we talk about early life, how he got into wrestling as far as being a fan then training at a very, very young age. And we talk about so much. So let's not wait any longer. My interview with Vinny Pacifico starts right now. Well, ladies and gentlemen, um, it gives me a great pleasure to introduce one of the hottest free agents in the pro wrestling industry right now. I had an opportunity to work with this man in, uh, in the SWF, and I was a ring announcer there. But you know he's you can he's been seen on with with promotions like AEW, WWE's NXT, Ring of Honor, and New Japan Pro Wrestling, and the list goes on and on of how many other independent you know promotions that he's worked for. He's gracing us with his presence here today on the DLU podcast, all the way from Staten Island, New York, the one and only Power Punch Vinny Pacifico. Thank you so much for coming on. How are you, bud? Derek nailed it on the head introduction thank you very much i'm doing very well it's a beautiful friday morning i had a very good breakfast uh i've been 10 days straight at the gym or nine days straight i'm gonna make it 10 or 11 whatever whatever day it is i'm gonna make it um i'm on a streak with gym days uh whether it's push pull legs abs cardio active recovery i've just been really taking it to the next level in terms of my fitness and um keeping it active I always have, but it's just I feel like at this point right now, things are really piling up for the best. And I really want to just make sure I'm always ready for everything that's needed. Uh, um, so, yeah, things have been really good. It's a beautiful Friday morning. I had a good breakfast. I had some eggs. I had some steak. I had some uh, 
a little bit of cheese and some butter for breakfast. Got to have the butter. <laughs> Got to have the butter yes. for sure. Well, first of all, I wanted to say congratulations on getting married. Congratulations Thank to you, you brother. Um, a huge, you. and, I, and I tell anybody, anyone that's that's taking that real life step, you know what I mean? I commend you to the fullest. So congratulations to you in that order. But let's talk Thank about you. let's talk about the Wayback Machine a little bit. Let's talk about young Vinny growing up in Staten Island. So what was life for Vinny growing up in Staten Island? Yeah, so, so, so I live south of Staten Island, beautiful area, very, very friendly family area, you know, a lot of sports, a lot of parks. And I always had fun playing with my friends, stuff like that. And eventually I get me a little emotional. Not emotional, nostalgic, I would say. So pretty much I had a bunch of friends. We would always go to school together, always do the things together. And then over time, you know, the friends groups go smaller, right? Mm -hmm. Friends stop hanging out. They get girlfriends. They get this. I mean, listen, I got my, I got my, I got my woman, but I still make time for my friends. And my friends love my girls. So it's like we all intertwine. But a lot of my friends have not found that balance of having a woman and having friends. So they cut off all their friends and they really don't give time to their friends. And it's like the friend who got smaller or they got a good job and they are 100% focused in that job or they moved. And um, for myself, too, like wrestling, I, I stopped hanging out a lot of the time. I stopped hanging out a lot. I was training four days a week. I was traveling three days a week. Yeah, I, I had no time for anything. I'm still traveling a lot, still training. But um, I still have a lot more time on my hands because... I just make time for what's what's important, you know. Um, so, and it's, so I, I would say at like 16, 17, 18 years old, I really didn't have much time. So I was gung ho in training, gung ho learning from every single person I can, traveling to shows. Even when I'm not, even when I wasn't booked, I was booked often. But when I'm not booked, I'm still going to shows, you know, because you never know what happened. A lot of times, I got around. booked. What happened? No, I was gonna say as the old as the old expression goes, always bring your gear no matter where you go. <laughs> Always bring your gear. Yes. Always and bring that, your that, gear. That helped me a lot in my career early on. So, right. sports, and then eventually I said I want to be a wrestler, and that's when everything changed. Where I saw, I started hanging out with my friends less and less, and um, yeah. So I still have my group of friends. You know, I still have my people I talk to. I still have my, you know, outside friends. Um, they're supportive. They they all have women. You know, they're all they're all moving on in life and getting decent jobs and stuff, and I'm happy for them. But. You know, it's just been a crazy journey starting out playing flag football, playing tackle football, um, going on to high school, playing high school quarterback, and then saying, you know what, I want to wrestle. And then leaving that, start training it when I was 14 years old. And ever since then, it's just been an uphill, never-ending, never-ending grind, you know, never-stopping grind. You keep going, you keep going. And I tell you, it's been a beautiful journey. I'm very blessed to be in the spot that I'm in right now. I have done some really wicked things that I never even thought I have the chance to do. And it's only getting bigger. You know, like I, I'm I'm piling up throughout the months of things that I have. And mm -hmm. it's just things that are bigger each month. And it's really awesome. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. So let's again, let's talk about that journey. So I mean, obviously you said, you, you know, you're playing, you know, sports and hanging out with your friends and everything growing up in Staten Island. When was the first time that you turned on the television and professional wrestling was right in front of your eyes? When did you, as we say, how, when did you get hooked? Love this question. I love this question. Um, because, sorry. Love this question. Because I was at my dad's friend's house and his son was playing SmackDown versus Raw 2007. Now, if you're a wrestling fan and you're a gamer, you know this game went very hard. So SmackDown versus Raw 07, we were playing it and I'm watching it. And I'm like, this is... 
I thought it was just a regular game. I didn't know it was real. I didn't know there was wrestling. I didn't know what it was. Right. So I'm watching it, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Look at the boogeyman. Like, this guy's got red face paint. He has the, the smoke. The, he has the baton. He's, and I'm like, this is nuts. So a nice Rey Mysterio. He, like, of course, they play as Rey Mysterio and Boogeyman, the two characters that are, like, most colorful, you know? Right. As a kid, what was I, like, seven, eight years old? Uh, watching that, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is nuts. Yeah, I, I was watching that, and I was like, you know what? I want. I bought the game. I got. I got. I got involved in it. I started watching it every Friday. Sat down, running home from school, watching it. You know, you know. I had to miss the last hour. It's nine o'clock at my bedtime. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you know how it is. So, excuse me. That was my enlightenment with Spectrum versus Rock 2007. And over time, it's just been constant. Like I watch it often. You know, I kept watching it, watching it, watching it. Going to live events. You know, I was playing football still. But I still had a huge fandom of wrestling. Like I had a passion for football and a passion for wrestling. And the passion for football died out when I had a very bad coach in high school. Not bad coach. A very strict coach who was kind of an asshole. Um, Got it. I don't, mean, I don't mean to bury him because he might listen to this, but oh well. Nah. At, nah he's, a new, he's a new coach now there anyway. Um, but, and also, but there are four other coaches that were awesome. I'm not going to say that. But I just... He wasn't very warm. That's all it really was. He was not right. warm. He was not. He was not very hard pushing you to do better. He was just like kind of like, we gotta win or you're just you guys suck. Um, so I kind of got turned off. You know, I was like playing it. I was playing it. I was enjoying it. Um, but I was like, you know what? Something's telling me I want to wrestle. Something in my gut makes me want to get in the ring, be around good people, and wrestle. Um, so my dad says, "All right, I'll, I'll let you wrestle. I'll I'll let you wrestle, but you have to play football for three more months." And to reward you for playing football three more months, I'll buy you a a mini wrestling replica belt to like celebrate the three months you do it, and then you go wrestle. And so I did that. He gave me the belt, uh, bought me the belt online, wshop.com, obviously. And um, so I was like, oh, having fun, whatever. And then I got involved. So I started training. Um, and then from there, that that's when everything changed. You know, I did not stop. I stayed. I started wrestling with four of my friends. Um, like four of my high school friends, they all quit within like the first six months, and they were actually doing better than I was. It, at first, it took me a little while to under, to get it. You know, it took me a little while to like get better and stuff. It took me a good, a good like. It took me longer than most to get it at first. But I was fourteen, and they were older, so I get it. But yeah, they quit and they were done. They were like, "I'm not doing this anymore. I'd rather, I'd rather be a doctor, I'd rather do something else." Like you know what I mean? But I said, "Nah, I'm chasing this dream." Right. So where did you so so obviously, you know, when we're looking at, you know, wrestling schools and uh, you, now there's the Internet, because back in the day, even when I, I mean, heck, when I was growing up, you figure I'm I'm 45 and mm -hmm. to look at wrestling schools, it was like you had to look, you know, you had to look, you know, in a magazine or whether it was the after magazines or whatever it was, or you have to know somebody. It was just a very closed door business back then. So now by the time you're coming along, there's the Internet. There's looking at all these different wrestling schools. So, A, which wrestling school did you train at? And how was the process for you in regards to that taking that first bump for the very first time? The first school I ever trained at, I have I have few schools I went to Monster Factory. Okay, you at the factory? Okay, for a little bit, like for a little. I like I didn't go to train there. I went there to sharpen myself up, like gotcha. seminars, went to camps for four, three or four day camps. Mm -hmm. um, but I would give my most of my credit to Ring of Honor Dojo, Ring of Honor. Um, I also trained at uh, ECPW a little while with, with Gino Caruso. And what? Yeah, Gino. Gino? Uh, yes. Along with Kenny Bengal, uh, Sonny Kiss, 
Mike Orlando, Ali Rex, these people were starting around the same time as I was. Okay. And in that school, very, very, very dark, very cool building, you know, very like cool vibe, you know. And I really enjoyed it. It was really fun. It was really uh, a good experience. And then from there, like you, you grow, you know, you want to experience other things. So then Ring of Honor was a place that really was everything for me. It got me, it got me my start on Ring of Honor television. It got me my start getting to like fly everywhere. Cause you know, when you get really talented and really quick and you, you're at a school as good as Ring of Honor, people are like, okay, let's see what you got. And they'll give you more opportunities. So I was very lucky with that, you know, to excel that school behind me because I learned I learned so much and credit to the trainers you know Cheeseburger Delirious Delirious John yeah Dweck, Will Ferrara yeah so these people were really on me very uh like white on rice you know they were they were like you got a real they were hammering into me and uh so that's how that how that all started you know I, I got some really good opportunities with that and then uh yeah that's where I started and that's and, and um I tell you what Credit to Danny Cage also. He is somebody who has trained some amazing talent. He's had some influence in my career as well. Um, love Danny. Love Danny to death. Uh, Danny, let me let me just say this, and I'll, and, I'll, and I'll put Dan over all the time. Number one, Dan is responsible for me even being in the business. That's the first thing. Cheer, I, I have a cup of coffee. Cheers. Cheers to Danny Cage. He's the, Danny. Literally, I'm, an, I'm an outsider. I never trained to wrestle, and I knew Dan <clears throat> through somebody else, that, from somebody else, and he and I became – Friends instantly missed me over 12, 13 years ago. And wow. I'm I'm in the business now five years because of him. And I've wow. learned so much. Not so much about, you know, oh, it's not about moves. And this as you as you as you learn and as you grow in the business, I don't care if you're an announcer, a commentator, a manager, or whatever it is, it's not about moves, it's about moments. And a lot of yep. people don't understand. It's like everybody don't get the everyone wants to chase the five star match. No, bro, it's just really about how are the fans feeling when they go home. That's the most important yep. thing. A lot of people don't understand, and I'm glad that you know you were able to mention guys like Cheeseburger, guys like Delirious. Shout out to Delirious, He's such a good dude, a wealth yep. of knowledge. I had Thank a chance you. to work with him a couple times, and you know the list goes on and on about those that are really they all about they teach you the craft of the craft of the wrestling business and i think that's super important as a as a young wrestler trying to come up and learn the right way this episode of the dlu podcast is brought to you by goalie nutrition as someone who's used goalie for quite some time i can tell you that they're not only very good but they're very beneficial my favorite are the super green gummies the super green gummies are uniquely crafted with a spectrum of essential nutrients such as vitamins a b12 folic acid and theamine it supports a healthy liver function, healthy nervous and immune system, digestive health, a boost to your metabolism, and overall health and well-being. There are no artificial sweeteners, flavors, or colors from artificial sources. They're vegan-friendly, gluten-free, and gelatin-free. All loyal listeners of the DLU podcast get a special 10% discount at checkout. Go to Goalie.com, use promo code D-L-E-W. That's Goalie.com, use promo code D-L-E-W. Now, I agree. first time, so your first time getting booked, obviously you worked on some ring, some, was it Ring of Honor shows and things of that nature. So what was it like, you know, being young and going into a locker room with all these, these grizzled, you know, these veterans? What was that like for so you? I was booked at Ring of Honor a little later on. I had other bookings first. Um, but even the bookings that I did, did have before Ring of Honor, I was, I was on the Indies for a while before Ring of Honor booked me. And um, yeah, so like, 
I was backstage with a lot of guys who were very, very big names, like Mr. Kennedy, EC3, Shelton mm -hmm. Benjamin. And growing up, like seeing that, being like 16, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool, you know? Um, my first match I ever got to have that really was big to me was uh, Shane Helms and Rosie tagged with me. And that Ooh. was the cool thing in my career. I tell you nice. what, I tell you. Rest yeah, in peace, was, Rosie. Rest in peace. Yes, rest in peace. A uh, very, very, very cool moment. And um, so, yeah, it was just these just moments man moments just happen and it's just a beautiful thing to see how things unfold when you work hard you know um ring of honor working at ring of honor backstage is, i would always say the best locker room there is the guys want to get better the guys want to help people get better and the guys want to make a good show and send the fans home happy and make pro wrestling better than what it was so i've always loved the ring of honor locker room whether i've been in there or i've whether i when, when i've been in it and when i've left the ring of honor locker room and saw the same people in other locker rooms it's always great vibes, those same people. And and I think that's why Ring of Honor was and is what it is. Because having women, so many, right. And I remember when Ring of Honor became an entity in 2002. And obviously, yep. because, you know, at that time, it was only one entity. And then it was TNA came along. And then Ring of Honor comes along. And it's like, oh, wow. And then you're seeing all these guys that you've been you've been reading about online you know the christopher daniels and the aj styles yeah. and the brian danielsons and the cm punks coke cabanas the list goes on and on of all these these indie guys that were just grinding their teeth into the business and then they're getting this exposure you know what i'm saying with companies like you know ring of honor and everything so i i loved and i marveled at what ring of honor was able to do for so many careers then and even today you know what I mean? So, you you know, you're on the road, you're, you're doing all these other things, you're traveling. What has been some of the challenges you faced as far as being in the business? What are some of those challenges you face as a young wrestler? So usually the, one of the biggest things at first I was facing was learning how to tell a story and make fans get invested and mm -hmm. character. I had no idea the character I wanted to be. Yeah, I, I really... Yeah, I I was, I was uh, at the first eight months, I was still fourteen or fifteen, so I was like, not even sure my character. I think the character my trainer pitched me at the time was like a dragon, like karate kid type character, mm -hmm. and I would I would study um old American dragon when he, when he wore a mask, right. Um, but that did not even happen, did not work. Eventually right. I became the kid, you know, I was young, I was uh, goofy, I was very naive, and they said, all right, you're the kid, and, that's, and that was it, you know? And for a while, that's what I was running with, you know, I would be the underdog baby face, you know, I was younger, I was just somebody they would beat down and whatever, and I would get that say sympathy. that, like, Get that sympathy from the crowd, right? Yeah, <laughs> and I would tell you that once 2021 happened, I was, I was, I got this new character that it, I won't even call it a character. It's who I am. Power Punch. It is something that was given to me from EC3 who, and JC. Um, JC called me along with EC3 and said, Vinny, you have the it factor. And we didn't know what it was for the longest time, but we know what it is now. You drink energy drinks. You always drink energy drinks and you're very energetic. Put that into your character. And we would cut promos for days. Me, EC3, JC, Matt Seidel was there. Okay. Uh, which is 
Well, or, or uh, who else is there? Uh, Moose. We're all just there, just cutting promos. Yeah, just like talking and going over, just like my character promos and days worth of it. And it really formulated into what it became. And over time, the character got really over. I would do these backstage segments, backstage skits with these wrestlers where we go, like, I offer them a drink and they react how they would react. Or I offer, it is some goofy content with my character. Right. And I've done them with, like, Mr. Kennedy, Tommy Dreamer, Gangrel, EC3. Um, so many, ta- so many talents throughout the world. Um, I've done these promos with, and they've gotten really good steam. Gotten, they've gotten really over. Mike Bailey, Fuego Del Sol, they've gotten really, really over. And uh, I got signed by Bang Energy in February of last year. Um, then four months later, I think Bang went through a lawsuit with Monster, and Bang got bought out. So they had to get rid of all their talents. Then came along G Fuel, signed me the day after. So, and G Fuel absolutely loves what I'm doing with this energy drink stuff. So I'm very lucky to be in the spot that I'm in right now with having a contract with Bang and then G Fuel and to be, to be trusted to do these things by these companies as well. Wow, that's, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. And I mean, the fact that they have the, the confidence in you to promote, be responsible and be the face. And you, you never know who's watching. You never know who, what yeah. you never know where this can be even bigger. You know what I mean? Down the road. Now, what's the best advice that any, anyone with credibility has given you about the industry? Best advice I was given. Um, or I would give. What is it? The best advice that, that has been given to you. Okay. Or if you want to, or if you want to give both, it's up to you. But the main thing okay. is, what's the best advice but, anyone has given you? Okay. I'm gonna just say for any who's anyone who's watching who's a young wrestler or wants to learn something, I would say eyes open, ears open, mouth shut. Unless you're asking questions that are, you know, good to that are good questions that you want to learn something. Um Never stop studying and never stop growing. And this is something that I've done, especially with this character and these promos and just my matches and everything. Create something out of nothing, right? So these promos I do, right? Mm-hmm. They, it's literally, it's an idea. It's nothing. It's an idea. Right. And then you, then you, soil, you, you, you uh, feed it, right? You feed the mm-hmm. idea. And it becomes reality. So you create these ideas that are nothing and you create something out of it. For example, I have this idea. I wanted to do a promo with Bobby Fish because Bobby Fish has a very good um, charisma, right? I had a match with him that day. But I, I said, you know, energy drinks, Bobby Fish, what and and my character, like what, what possibilities are there? And I said, what if I just dip sushi in my G Fuel energy drink? And I said, I'm going to, and I said, this is an idea. This has been an idea for a week, I said, okay? Because, like, I love to get content constantly. Even though I'm wrestling on these shows, I get match clips, match footage, promo footage. I want to create more content like I do with right. these energy drink, energy drink videos segments. So I wanted to use Bobby Fish for one of them. And pretty much I mentioned the idea to him. He loved the idea. And we did it. And it got 108,000 views on Twitter, you know? So, um, 
So yeah, it's just like create something out of nothing, you know, create a moment or create a, create a content, create something out of thin air and just have these ideas and don't be afraid to try the ideas and don't be afraid to make the ideas happen. Next week, I'm releasing one of my newest promo that I've done with uh, John Morrison that I got, I got to do a promo with. Mm. And it's a very, very funny one. He was, he loved it. He loves doing, he loves doing content. He loves all content. He's a very, very fun guy to do content with. So he was all down to do it. And we literally just thought of an idea that was funny and that was it. So like I said, if you want to like just do better and want to like grow, don't be afraid to think of ideas and put them in motion. Don't be afraid to never stop thinking. I, I have never stopped. I never stopped thinking. So I'm always thinking of ideas, moments, matches, moves, uh, sequences, promos. I'm always going in my head. New gear ideas. Like, don't be afraid to ever be too much on yourself. Even though you got to give yourself some rest, don't be afraid to always try and do better and always try to uh, strive for more. You know, some people, some people are afraid, like, oh, I'll never be that way. I'll never be on TV. I'll never be, I'll never get, that, that's because you're saying that. You know what I mean? I've seen so many people, oh, that's cool, but I'll never be there. Why not? Why not you? Why not you? Why, why are you doubting yourself? Why are you only putting yourself to that standard when you know, and we all know if you work hard and you dedicate yourself, you, you could be there too. It's all up here. You know what I mean? It's all up here. And you, you're speaking, speaking of promos. And I'm glad you I'm glad you brought this up. When you look at promo guys, and we could talk about in the history of the business when there's Dusty, there's Flair, there's Hogan, there's Macho Man, there's The Rock, there's Steve Austin, there's John Cena, there's all these guys, LA Knight. In, yep. in your when you, when it comes to Power Punch Vinny Pacifico, who is the promo guy that you say, you know what, that's my go-to whenever I'm in a, in a creative, maybe if, it, you know, if you kind of go in a, you're in a rut a little bit, that's what you go to. So my character is different. My character could be serious. It could be funny. It could be goofy. It could be all these different things. So like, again, like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm pretty much like an energy addict. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. You know, so, um, when I, when I, uh, Think of new promo ideas. I just think of what is something that I would do in this situation, and what is something that, what is a story I could make out of this, right? Mm -hmm. And so, like, I, I like to come. I like to go to um, movies as mm -hmm. example. Okay. Um, Spider Man is someone I definitely feel is similar to the character I am because he is funny and goofy as he is a badass. Right? Right. right. He, he, as he's beating people up, he's cracking jokes. You know what I mean? That's something I've used as some um, uh, knowledge for, for the uh, gimmick. Um, I also think of scenarios that I would get myself into as the character and think about ways I can make moments out of them. Okay, so who else do I listen to in promos? Okay, John Cena is definitely somebody I love. I love his promo game. I really enjoy Matt Cardona's promo game. He is underrated promo wise, in my opinion. Um, Agreed, especially now that he's been yeah. away for th almost three or four years, and he has basically reinvented himself to the fullest. You know what I mean? That Zack Ryder yep. gimmick don't even exist at this point. He's Matt. He's always ready. Matt Cardona, the indie god, 
and he's making a whole lot of money because of it. Yes. I would also say, you know, the person I love, I love the promo game, obviously The Rock. Like, these guys are obvious. You know, these guys are just, of course, I would say them. Mr. Kennedy. Him and I collabed on a promo once. Like mm-hmm. a, a, an energy drink skit. What do, what do, I, want, what do I want to call them? They're, they're basically just skits I do with wrestlers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, content or segments. I did one with Kennedy. At EC3, also. Another incredible promo guy. But Kennedy, he was he loves the gimmick. My gimmick. He loves it. Mm-hmm. So he was more down than ever to be like, let's do a promo together. Let's do it. Right? Mm-hmm. I said, all right, what's your... you have an idea for one? Do you have, do you have anything you want to like do in the promo? Like, Do you want to like you know, drink the drink and like, like do something funny with it. Like, what do you want to do? And he says, let's create something special and, and not, and just use our instinct of professional wrestling. Hmm. So we started rolling the film and that was it. We had no, we had zero plan. We just went ahead and were our characters completely. Wow. And that was it. And it was special. It was a very, very fun one to do and just different. And it makes you learn to be able to work on the fly in terms of promos, in terms of just like reacting of how your character would react. All in the ring. Yes. So I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, after this podcast, I'll send you that promo also of me and Kennedy. Def, uh, I, so I, I would definitely love to see it. Thank Let's you. Let's talk about your recent trip to Japan. I want to hear about this because... When I see, you know, some of my peers, you know, going out, and I consider you one of my peers, because, you know, we worked together before. When I see people that I know and I care about going, you know, overseas to do, like my my boy LSG, shout out to LSG. He's Mm -hmm. always going back and forth to Germany and everything, and I'm so proud of him and what he's doing with his career. When you went, so talk about your recent tour of Japan and how that was for you. I would tell you, time of my life most beautiful place I've been to in my life. I've been, I've been to Canada. I love Canada, but... Same here. Not, yeah, Canada's nice. But Canada's very, very nice. But Japan is just the most beautiful place to be. I wrestled for the company that... Um, I wrestled under Takamishinoku. He okay. runs a company, JTO, out there. Okay. And what an experience. Three matches, just learning, just being put in scenarios to grow and get better, you know? Having trust with somebody who speaks Japanese, not English. So you have to like break the language barrier and just have a good match, you know? And if you're a pro, you do it, you know? Uh, you learn. And it's just, I, I probably grew a lot in that last four days, five days that I was there. I grew a lot in terms of just everything, in terms of life as a talent, you know? I've had to adapt to a lot of things while I was out there. And I did. And I loved it. And. Let's give a shout out to Japanese food. They do food right out there. Mm. Sushi, salmon, steak. Their steak is a steak that I've never had before in my life. I oh, guess really? Is, yes. Best I have to I've ask, had. wait, I have to ask the million dollar question. Did you go to Robert Steakhouse or no? I actually have it right here. Show you. Ready? Uh-oh, uh-oh, so uh-oh. I went to, they brought me to Japanese deathmatch legend. Mr. Danger's rest steakhouse. Okay. And he gifted me with these cards. These are uh, really cool cards. Yeah. Nice, 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 nice. His welcome gift. It was very, very cool, man. It was very, very cool. Very good experience. I want to go back longer. This was like a five-day trip. 
but I, I, uh, I'm in, I am trying to go back a lot longer and to just keep going. You know, I never stop grinding, never stop working. I just, I want it. I want it all. And Japan is somewhere that gives it to you, you know, gives you that. Um, Cause it's like wrestling fans are so in love with the sport and they just love what you do. And mm -hmm. it just feels so good to be surrounded by fans who just love pro wrestling, you know? Yeah, that's important, man. And like I said, and kudos to, to Taka, and I've always been a fan of his his work yep. for years and uh, his contributions to the wrestling business, bringing a style over here. He wasn't so much doing a lot of strong style stuff when he was in the States, but mm -hmm. still some very innovative work he was doing. Yes. My, my, my question for you, though, my next one is, define what success means to Vinny Pacifico. I believe success is a different word for everybody, right? Mm -hmm. Some people want to be on the indies, make a living, mm -hmm. and just kill it everywhere they go. Ooh. Okay. That right? I still think something up on the screen. You good. No, you good. Okay. Success to me, I want to be able to support my family through pro wrestling. Right. I want to be on television every week and I want to make the most of everything I'm given. So obviously we want the contract. We all want to be on TV every week. For sure, that yeah. is without saying. I want to, yes, I want to be either AEW, WWE, TNA, New Japan. I want that. But I also want to be someone in my family and in life who could help others in need, you know, through pro wrestling. And I want to be someone that can be relied on. You know, because I, I just want to give back. And I feel like making good money, doing really good things is just a good way to, you know, give back to the community and give back to my family who's been so supportive of me. Um, that's me what success, success would be for me. But other people, you know, other people could have uh, a career on the side wrestling and just wrestle once a week. And if they're happy, this is the, that's it. That's all that matters. Right. But for me, I won't be happy until I get where I want to get. You know, I won't be happy until I get. Or, and I also have a lot of other dreams I have. I want to, I want to have my own energy drink. You know, I've been in talks with a few things, have my own energy drink. It's, it's hard, but there's, there's talks. I want, I really just, I want a lot, you know, I want to, um, I want to do it all, you know, the grind and hustle, the grind and hustle that you're doing now is going to pay off, especially when you're trying to branch off, use what you have and Dang. use that as a vehicle to do other things. And I think that's where the difference between, some people that are passive and about it, but some that are really, really aggressive and really passionate about what they're doing. And those things are going to flourish for you for sure. Now, awesome. if there's anything you could change about the industry, if you had the magic wand and you say, you know, I have the power to make all of these changes. If it was one at the top of your list, what would that change be? People who want to help others and people. So I would want it to change from what it is now. I mean, it's very, very good now. I, I, I mean, I've had no, I've had nothing bad. I've never been shorted money. I've never been any of that, you know, but I hear stories. I would want everyone in wrestling or this magic wand, every promoter to pay everyone on time and fairly and pay everyone fairly and once we get paid fair. I believe I would like for there to be no judgment 
because I see people in wrestling getting judged and you know in just nasty ways sometimes. Not to me, of, of course, but I, I hear stories and I you know I think that wrestling would be better off with people who want it better and people who want to be good human beings and to make others feel safe around you know. Um, and I just think be a good person. You know, people being good people and people wanting the best for each other. That's what I want. I want people to care about other people. I want people to care about people's emotions because no one knows no one knows what's going on in someone's head you know indeed um, and no jealousy these things will never happen but i these things that would would make it better yeah jealousy sucks and it's something that is a horrible sin that everyone goes through now before we get out of here i gotta hear one funny road story funny road story that you've ever experienced that if you talk about it now it's gonna make you laugh i got it we gotta hear one I forgot, okay, I forgot where it was. Okay, but we go to we go to a show and the champion lost his belt. And I don't know what show it was or what where it was, but the champion comes to the show and says hi to everybody, and comes backstage and the promoter's like, "All right, yo, I need the belt," and he he looks at his bag and the belt's not there, and I and I don't know where the belt went. Don't know where the championship belt has gone to or even ended up being, but it was gone. And that to me was just hilarious because the, the guy was just like reacting funny to it and like, I don't know where it went and I'm looking all over the place. And it was just, he lost it. That's a funny story that I have that I can think of right now. Oh my God. So, wait, so let me ask you a question. Was he scheduled to lose the title that night or? I don't think, I think he was like just there, like, like entrance and come, come to the ring and like cut a promo. And that oh was it. God. Yeah. Man. <laughs> I guess it reminds me of the uh when Jericho won the uh what's it, the AEW title and he it the title got lost. And someone tried to sell yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man. I couldn't I thought first of all, when I saw that online, I'm like, that has to this has to be a rib. I don't think this is true. And I was like, Jericho really lost the title. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have one more story. One more funny one before we wrap up. Um I fell on my entrance a few times, and it happens. It, it it's not funny, but this, this is like something that happened a few times where I just fall on my entrance, and I I want to make a compilation of it, not all the time, but like it's like two or three times where I fell on my entrance, and I'm like, wow, that would be really funny if people saw this. Was it an Ultimate Dragon WrestleMania twenty type uh, slip and fall or no? No, it was like a quick little like fall on my knees, pop back up, didn't happen really type type thing. Oh, got it. So he's like, yeah, that, was, that, that meant to happen. I meant to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that happened. It's just okay. Exactly. So where can everyone reach out to you on social media, YouTube, the whole nine yards? So my three main, Facebook, Vinny Pacifico, Twitter, Vinny Pacifico 1, and Instagram, Vinny Pacifico. Awesome. That's yeah, that. And the YouTube or... No YouTube. I'm 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 stuck on that front. I gotta start doing that. Okay. Don't well, Vin well, Vinny. Um, again, it's been an honor and a and a privilege for you to uh, take the time out of your busy schedule to to come onto the Deal Podcast, talk. You know, talk the business, talk about life, and you know, we'll definitely be in touch for sure, man. Please, definitely. Well, that does it for this week's edition of the Deal Podcast. Again, I want to thank Vinny Pacifico for taking the time out of his busy 
busy schedule to uh, talk about wrestling and uh, what he's done, what he's doing, and what he's going to be doing in the near and distant future. Best wishes to him and all that you do. You know, you can see me this Saturday night at the world-famous Monster Factory 4 Factory Reboot. Bell time starts at 7 p.m. Doors open at 6. Get your tickets now at monsterfactory.org. I'm going to say it again like I do every episode when I close out, but subscribe. What are you waiting for? No matter which platform you listen to your podcast on, so it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, the list goes on and on. Hit that subscribe button so you can get all new content every time it is available, usually on Thursday mornings at 6 a.m. Eastern. And again, you can listen to all the archives at thedelupodcast.com. By the way, if you want to be a guest on the DLU Podcast, just shoot us an email at info at thedelupodcast.com. Social media, all, all social media platforms, with the exception of Facebook, is at the real DTLU. Facebook is Derek T. Lewis' official page. Of course, my single, Espacion, with the one and only Angie Stars, is out there. On all platforms, the music video is on Vivo app, YouTube, Apple Music, entitled. Make sure you hit them streams. Hit those streams, please. I ask of you. And one more thing about the t-shirt and hoodie store. Like I said, it's it's um, in the process of finding a new home. Shop.DerekTLewis.com will be relaunched. But again, it's in process of being relaunched. So just stay tuned for that. Well, I'm going to get out of here. And like I always say, no matter what it is you do in life, Always remember to make it count. See you next time.